Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Who's the man behind the mask? Jim Carrey. <laughs> Surely you must know that. You must have watched that film. I love that film. You know, he's one of the best superheroes ever because he can't be killed. When he's got that mask on, he can take bullets, he can just pop them out, everything. If you think about it, he's actually very powerful. Mm-hmm. I keep, and that's one of my lectures I always tell people. I say, if you think you know, one of the best superheroes is, even though he doesn't see himself as one, is the mask. Is the mask of fame powerful for you? Is the what, sorry? The mask of fame, powerful for you. So if people just engage with you on what they think they know about you, just your fame, is there an element of control and power you've got in that? I wouldn't say control and power, but I think sometimes it's, it's a safety net if you don't want that person to know the real you because you can't trust them. You just let them think what they're going to think because of what they've seen. And I think that's sometimes... And also, you, it's hard work trying to undo the edit. So you just let people just think what they're going to think and hope that one day a show's going to come along that's going to put you in a light. I mean, I'm not saying I acted that show. I did not act that show. I am, you know, a bit of a, I guess... David Brent in the sense of the way that they edited me, edited me. but I was, there was a, as I was saying to you guys earlier there was a guy in the church in Covent Garden who came up to me and he, he pointed at me and I said they don't get your irony you know what do you joking, mean why like, do they why do you think they thought it was a David who told you the David Brent thing <laughs> oh it's just some of the producers on the show and directors they said you know you know a bit of a David Brent thing but that dissipated because I said all those sound bites by saying you know I can sing dance and act and I'm coming to get you I'm a triple threat I can you know all that kind of stuff yeah and and um they just thought I was deluded basically a bit like David Brent but then as time went by and the magazines interviewed me and everything else and found out my history they they found out that I'd done all these other things before the camera had found me so you know at the time it was irony and a, a bit of a piss take but I was saying I'd done a lot already. but that was that was before people knew Andrew Stone was yeah that's right exactly. you know yeah, as yeah. that show unfolded people watched you dance what people watched you teach people to dance people watched you perform in a band people watched you sing yeah. and people watched your character mm. on you know your personality unfold mm. there was separate to all those things so the, i you could say you know even if it wasn't the triple threat of the industry um, the industry mm. term you then showed a real triple threat mm. of mm. you actually did have a band you did this whole world of dance you mm. competed in and and um, worked in, and then you also had this kind of other character that came forward. Yeah. So people tend tend to think that you, you said something. You said something earlier. You said people know you, and it's like I thought actually, 
I don't know if they, when people were approaching you, what did they think that of you? Or would, how did they treat you and what oh, they was were fame? lovely to me. People were absolutely fantastic. I mean, <clears throat> one of the things, I was saying this to Rob earlier, and this is why we get on so, so well. And this is why... This is Rob Davis. He's, he's, Rob he's Davis not mic'd up, he's in the room. And, yeah. and Rob Davis um, was, was, was on Pineapple. I mean, he was on Pineapple uh, with yeah. me. Um, was Andrew one of your earliest artists that you represented? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I met Rob Davies when I was 19, when he was 19, and um, <clears throat> and uh, we just got on really well, and our passion for music, and then he started to get involved with my music that I was doing in the studio with a guy called Lawrence Hobbs, and then we had this, well, all three of us had this idea of getting a band together, and all that started to form like a like a seed in a in, in a pot before Pineapple, you know, the directors came into Pineapple and wanted to do a show about it, all. so all this was bubbling under the surface and everything else, and that's where we got a good synergy, and my point was that. Well, you said, who's the man behind the mask? And some people... But Rob's the least threatening person in the world. He's a straight talker. He'll just... He'll, he'll try and deliver if, if you something. If he can't, he, he won't say, I will, when he can't. He's not a bullshitter. And the thing is, and I said, one of the reasons why... And we've had our fallouts in the time, but we're very, very close. And one of the reasons why we get on so well is... And I said this to him, from my point of view, I am not fake. I am real. I wear my heart on my sleeve, and whether you like it, great, and if you don't, then fine. And then, for therefore, quickly answering your question, there is no man behind the mask. You know, there is a, there's a lot of layers to me. That's probably why the relationship thing, as we were talking earlier, didn't work out. But them layers, not all them layers have been seen. That's what I want but to do say. But do you think that's what maybe confuses members of the public? Because... Both Ben and I have travelled with you and, and, and spent time with you, you know, at, at the, the peak of, of, of your your fame, I guess. Yes. You know, I'll, I'll say that with the greatest respect, you know, we're talking oh, absolutely. about... absolutely, I'm nowhere near as them, famous as I was. You know, and and you are the guy that, that mm. people see on telly. It's not an act, you know. Yeah. And yeah. Do, do you think that, that those that will go, oh, that guy's a dick... Like, do you think? Sorry, that sounded really bad, didn't it? No. Um, bit mean? But, no. But, <laughs> my, my second name's Robert. What are you talking like, about? No. <laughs> but, but do you think that that's because they can't work you out? Yes. I think people mm. have this thing where if they can't work you out, they shut down and want to categorise you. That's right. And if they can't categorise you, they're just going to call you a name or push away. But they don't understand. And that, in a way, is a backhanded compliment. Because if you've got the psychology to understand that, you can then separate yourself from it and go, well, actually, I know I'm not a dick. Mm. And the thing is, if you're, like, very sensitive, which I am, but then you're 26, not 36, that, you could have taken that a lot more yeah. to heart. Um, <clears throat> but I understood doing all the things I did would be a little bit Marmite TV. The, sure. first, the first thing I'm not is vanilla, you mm. know. Um, yeah, thinking back, actually, it was quite a confusing set of skills like you just did so much and mm. you had this openness to the car to the camera and there was definitely moments when like you know you'd said something and it was you played with it mm. i think you toyed so you didn't just present one thing you played with your own personality and yes. your words a lot yeah i think that really confused people definitely i think wearing my heart on my sleeve was one of the biggest things that I didn't design to do is because I'm a, a very emotional, open person. Yeah. And I'll show you maybe an anger sometimes, uh, me crying, laughing at myself, <laughs> um, you know, getting pissed off myself for fucking up, worrying before a gig, um, having a hug off my mum, you know, um, all them things. And I, I'm not afraid to show that emotion, but I wore my heart on my sleeve. And I think that's why I made the edit so heavily. Yeah. I'm not... I, I wasn't experienced in TV or TV editing, so I didn't realise that until I started to process the whole thing and it started to go out. And I thought, oh, that's why they edited me so much. Did, that, did it make you want to withdraw a bit? 
did you think you're not the right person that the people should see or did you think you had to craft it differently no because I think um, you're talking about someone who doesn't doesn't have a a lot of confidence and um, she was nice Um, (laughs) one of the (laughs) Um, sorry, someone just walked past. Um, yeah, no, I, I, someone who doesn't have a lot of confidence. And, and uh, as I said, before Pineapple came along, I'd, I'd done quite a few shows already in the, in the West End and worked with some big artists. And I taught class and I started teaching when I was 21. So basically... Yeah, um, that's a big achievement. Yeah. I, Everyone in the room is going to be your age or older, right? If you're 21 and you're teaching. Yeah, I was teaching... Well, actually, I was teaching in Italia Conti's at the age of 21. Wow. And then basically, so they were, the, they were younger than me, but then I always... I mean, for, for those that are, are unaware, uh, I mean, that's a high level, isn't it? That's one of the highest, right? Yeah. Globally. Yeah. You, well, you've got some massive stars who've come from there. I mean, yeah. you've got to look at... You know, Deeper Lipa, is that how you say it? No? Dua Lipa. Dua, Dua Lipa, Dua Lipa. Uh, sorry for the dyslexia. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah she, she's gorgeous. And I mean, she comes from one of those stage schools, you know, as a lot of yeah. people did, like that, Bonnie Langford, you know, a lot of massive stars have. So, um, yeah... And also people, a girl from Steps, who I actually was still sharing a YMCA with. Um, Who's that? Lisa. Lisa. Yeah, Lisa. I was sh- yeah, we, I remember being in a room with her and we kind of fancied each other and she loved watching snooker. And I came and went, went up and I loved watching snooker. So we played, let's watch the balls go down the pockets. <laughs> Just tried to sink mine. It didn't happen. But anyway, never mind. <laughs> Gradually. <laughs> oh, God. Didn't pot the black either. Oh, dear. Are you sure this can go out? <laughs> <coughs> do you think... I hardly ever do. See, what, what fascinates me talking to you, Andrew, is the fact that f- through speaking to you, you're completely aware of your sense of self. Mm. Yet... A lot of the public perception at the peak of that was, well, he's not very self-aware. And I think you're the complete opposite of that. I think you're so self-aware that it may come across... Like I'm not. Like you're not. How how do you view that? I completely... I mean, I I can't really say much to what you just said because you've made me aware exactly by saying what you've just said. Mm. I, I know when something's right when I hear it. And completely, I, I completely agree with you because mm. um, I am self-aware because you have to be as an artist. If you're going on stage and playing a character or you're going to perform a solo and try and win a competition, everything else, you've got to be aware of your technique. You've got to be aware of how you look. You've got to be aware. It's almost like at times when I was filming Pineapple, they have a monitor down at the bottom, as you all guys know. And basically, you've got someone looking at the monitor. So that's what the, the TV mm. will be seen. You'll be seen on TV as. Mm. And... I would almost project myself down the camera and, and, and spiritually and subconsciously and psychically be looking, visualising what was going on on that, yeah. on that, on that monitor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, like you would on stage. Yeah, like you would on stage. And you know when you hit a bum note on stage if you're singing, you know when you don't. I've got, I've got brilliant ears for that. Mm. And you know how to cover it, but you know most people who haven't got ears for that won't hear it. Some people will. And then, you know, if you're a perfectionist like I am, you're not going to be not self-aware. And I think if you're successful in show business and you're not self-aware, I can't think of many people who are to be honest. I can't think of that unless they're just, you know, I mean, I'm not talking about maybe being a TV star. I'm talking about being great at what they do as an artist, you know. So even though TV was new to me, it was more the aftermath of what I'd done on camera and, and the people, you know, 
judging me, coming to me, having an opinion on me. That's the bit I wasn't really rehearsed in. It was that well, I knew exactly what I was doing on yeah. camera. I just didn't realise what the ripple in the pond effect would be with the people out there afterwards. That was the bit I wasn't aware of. I, also, thinking back on that, as you said, Stu, when um, you were playing with the concept of who Andrew Stone was, not because people thought, oh, this is someone desperate for fame, but you were so confident with what you were doing, you were happy to have that kind of interchangeable. And you were always thinking of what do they need or what would be fun. I remember yeah. every scene that had Andrew in was a, a sense of fun. And if it wasn't there, you would make a joke in there. I remember you're constantly striving to kind of just get something out of it. You were never took yourself seriously. No. And that's why, you know, it's really interesting in how that has matured. Because pub, the public consciousness of these kind of documentaries, it will change perception over time. Like, you look back on the original Big Brother and you think, actually, there was lots of issues there of how they were treated and people's perception. Mm -hmm. I think you just get better and richer when you look at that over time of how you were. Yeah, do you know I think, what I mean? I do. I think also, because it wasn't live and it was edited it was a lot safer because you knew you could do 24 hours worth of filming and they'll take the best bits. You know, if I said something that was a bit controversial in this day and age, especially with all what's going on, you know, in the world with, you know... The Me Too movement. The Me Too movement, all that kind of stuff. I would have been totally unaware of it at the time and it was not an era where that happened. But, you know, nowadays with the edit, that, that probably wouldn't have made the edit. You know, I'm talking about just making a comment that was a joke kind of thing and it could be seen a different way because we've become so kind of red taped and tight lipped sure. over which is sure. a very serious subject so I was happy I wouldn't you know to do obviously when you're on a live interview show or like Graham Norton and stuff like that I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That is a different thing. But when you're actually filming content for an actual show it's nice to have that edit there because you can just be free as a bird mm. do what you do and have, and have the trust in them do to you do trust that. yourself i trust myself to be right in the sense of you know i'm not going to do something you know on you know 
camera that you know could impossibly be edited to to to, to be making myself look bad. Yeah. Um, the only person who's gonna look bad is me if I end up because the edit they say can never lie, but then it can because you, they can have a moment where I'm looking at the floor and I could look really down. Yeah. And it could be mixed in with something. They can that stitch, together stitch it together. Any storyline. Any, any storyline. And yeah. you're not looking down at the floor. You might have just been just staring the space. You're thinking about what shopping you needed to get tonight. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it can be done that way. So I don't believe the edit doesn't lie. It it can, it can to a level, but it depends on what what's, what's the score. And I've got this is just something I haven't planned this question, so I hope this is okay to ask you. But I it's something that really um, stuck with me and my wife when we watched the Come Dine with Me episode. I know. Did you do a couple of them, or was it just one? Oh uh, no, I've just <clears throat> I just got shortlisted. Um, by, by a channel to do uh, another series with it and I'm a bit gutted because I found out yesterday they've, they've decided not to go with me this time but they may do next time so yeah but that's a bit but of a you did, did one that was quite a popular one right? Yeah I, I did one with Bobby George Chantel Holton um, um, oh, what's her name? Oh, um, Cleo Rockus and, right, yeah. um, and Bobby George did I mention his name? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Who was the other one? <laughs> there was a there was a there was a moment. Oh, I know. I, I, Pete Burns, who's now sadly not, long, was oh, not longer yeah, with us. Oh, yeah. sad. There was a moment in there where I think you were hosting at yours, and you went to put one of your demos on. Oh God, yeah. And the guy was really rude about your hi-fi. By, by yeah, but Bobby George said he said I I quite liked him when I met him off camera, and I don't dislike him now. But he went, "Were well, you going to play something like that? You know, you don't want you got fucking Mickey Mouse up, do you?" And he was like, doing all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I would turn around, and I was like. You you held your own, I thought. Yeah, I but you also were very really. polite. And I was wondering when you're with people and they can play up for the camera, because you're you are authentic in that sense. How do you reconcile that with with relationships? Like me and you talk. But let's say someone switched the camera on us and I start to act all differently. Well, I'm, I'm gonna I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna mention any names, but I on that particular show. Um, I kept on being taken to one side by someone on the show, yeah. um, you know, and saying I should, you know, be comfortable with coming out and saying that I'm gay. And I this said, was one of the other celebrities. Yeah, and I said I'm not gay. I don't particularly. And she kept pushing it and pushing it, and I lost my shit in the end with her. Um, but did we also? I'm trying to remember. Was that something that we saw? No, no. no I lost my shit with her off camera. Just right. Yeah, yeah, because I didn't want to expose myself because she kept saying she said on camera a few things that were trying to antagonise me to say that I was or that and, and stuff like that. And I, I, I was literally just kind of like ass cheeks tightening, you know, holding down my temper, going, I am not going to let this make the edit. I just was like, and I just got, and I was more wound up afterwards because of the fact I had to kind of literally table tennis myself to switch out of it. <clears throat> she, do you think she was being told to do something? By someone else? I, I don't know. I don't uh, know what, what that environment's like. I've got no experience of well, it. Well, no, I, I, I had a familiarity. I had a familiarity with her you know, before because oh. um, uh, I'd worked with her before. So, I mean, I guess, you know, and she, she in, a, in fairness, she, she did apologise to me, but I know I just felt it was fake, if I'm honest. And I, yeah. actually, I know it was. Because we're talking about the mask of fame. And I think, uh, you know, it's, uh, I believe exactly what you say. And our experience of working with you is, is like yeah. that. I mean, but I, I how do say, you work with people who don't, do have that mask of fame? Like, what's that actually like? Well, when they, to, when they hold it together on camera and just lose their crap, you mean? No, no. no, no where, where somebody's we're, just incongruent. They're not, they're not, this is disingenuous. When someone not, says, oh, like that, like that. And I did and feel action, like. action and something changes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a couple of people. One I'd particularly like to mention, but I'm not going to. Um, on camera. Um, dick off camera really nice person but literally it, you know tried to play for the tried to play 
anything possible at anyone's cost just to make the edit. And that is someone, I, I, I can't bear that because it, you get sucked into that and then you suddenly become part of their game and you think, how do I wriggle out of this? But you're in the firing line and it's almost like you know, dodging punches in a, in a boxing ring and you don't even want to be in the ring. You, know, you didn't even ask to be in the ring. And that's what that's like. So, and, and you know, you, you talk to any production company, they go nuts if you want to get in on the edit unless you've got a lot of power because they want to have their, 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 their own edit. Yeah, yeah, completely. So, yeah, that's kind of like playground stuff, isn't it? It's like trying to oh, be the yeah. big person person well, to get the attention yes yeah, it's all about that I mean yeah. there's a lot of attention seekers out there and you know we want to have that moment you know how much is that for you because like you know Stuart spent a lot of time with people you know assisting people who are in the limelight and he's seen the fallout the mental fallout and also people who managed to find it you know and a way to do it right but there's a huge cost to, to playing that role. Oh, absolutely. Is that something you actually want to do? Well, like me? Yeah, like, I mean, do you, I'm, do you, are you looking like for you that in the future? About, are you talking about me playing to go and get attention? No, no, you know, you're looking to... Uh, is celebrity something that is on the... the go, on the... You're in your plan. Well, no, because, because it, it feels so it, difficult. Well, it happened in the last ten years, and it's something I, uh, filming and doing what I do. You get you get this tag called celebrity next to it. What's that it, mean? Well, you know, because you get seen by people and they celebrate you because there's the masses out there. And so what I'm saying to you is that I would love to get back into doing the stuff I did before yeah. and everything else, but not for celebrity's sake. I know that comes with it yes. and there's a lot of perks with that, but I really enjoyed doing what I did because I learned a lot about myself. What, what would that be, though? Would that be like experiencing it, something with Andrew Stone, like a, a, like a mini documentary type thing? Or would it yeah, be that? Yeah, I did actually I started making my own show actually after the pineapple thing and um, it got very closely commissioned. But um, yeah, it would be a bit of a kind of, fly on the wall kind of you know almost like a youtube thing where you know you 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 film yourself or you get filmed and an essence of the real inner life of what my life yeah. is about yeah. i've done some stuff recently and because of all the experience i had from the back in the day from the from the filming i was thinking oh, it's such a shame cameras aren't here for this because you know you could really see, I mean, I've been rehearsing and rehearsing and rehearsing for like three hours a day, every day, because I'm dyslexic, trying to get down new songs and doing stuff. And, and then new gigs have come in and little things have happened here and there. And I just thought to myself, this would be a wonderful journey to film. Now, I, I, I've been mm. recently in a situation where I had a, you know, a, a bit of a low moment, a very low mm. moment. And, um, you know, I caught myself very isolated and, mm. you know, I grew facial hair and everything else. And I was like... <laughs> I mean, let's just be clear. Let's yeah, be very that. clear. I am capable of that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I may not have hair anywhere else, but I have got... I can actually... <laughs> you know, it got so bad, I grew facial hair. <laughs> It got that bad. And I'm looking at two people with beards on my face who are very successful. What does that say? <laughs> Grow a beard, Andrew. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, they've that, got to take it out of context. We were talking about that out there. Of course. Because you were talking about agelessness and all that kind of stuff. But my... <laughs> I didn't say agelessness. <laughs> I just said you look... No, I'm joking. No, no. You don't I, know what you said. There not, is, not well. There, <laughs> there is... Um, and I, I mean this with heart and with love. Like, um, I... D I wonder how tolerable that environment is. It's like you've, you've, and you like Dave, um, David Van Day, you did a thing with him, right? And he's somebody who's had lots of experience of that. And then he, he resort, sort it out uh, again, you know, 
I'm just thinking of him, you know, because I, I just comes to my mind. But you know, I just wonder, like, I mean, his quest for fame has took very, very strange turns. I mean, he lives round the corner to me. Right. Uh, this is David Van Day, uh, yeah. formerly of Dollar. Yeah. Uh, and uh, has got into politics. Mm. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. David runs for local council. Oh, interesting. Uh, like he's I had say, a heart attack recently, so I hope he's okay. Apparently, he said he's okay on Twitter or whatever it was. But yeah, he had a heart attack recently. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.